welcome to Lessons of Life, where we look at the 12 laws of mind and the great teachers on manifestation and the lessons that are learned in life, living life subjectively instead of objectively. And today we're starting a new season, season six, and it's patron's request. And today's request comes from a patron who'd like to know how to heal or rid our bodies of things like nail fungus and ringworm and varicose veins and, you know, various and sundry other things that pop up. So this goes back to uh, understanding that you're either at ease or you have dis-ease and dis-ease shows up in many ways nail fungus, ringworms, all that other stuff God is the fungus, God is the ringworm, God is the varicose veins Okay, you, someone told you about varicose veins and then you started noticing okay I know that one I know that one intimately when I was young, I was told don't cross my legs a certain way because it will cause varicose veins. You know, and it was a pain in the ass to think don't cross my legs that way, cross them this way. <laughs> and it was part of, part of my model training. You know, and then I was like, I just don't believe that. I don't, I don't know. Uh -uh. There's nothing wrong with my legs. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> and off I went. Now that's me. Okay, that's just me. I have always been doing that with my health forever. And the same happened with the, I had a little ringworm. And I've, you know, looked at it for a while. And then I started putting stuff on it. And then it was like, well, I know it'll be gone in the morning. You know, sure enough, it was gone in the morning. It's recognizing you're always really making an end with something. Oh, I know that fungus isn't really there. I know it's gone. It'll be gone in the morning. I forgive my toe for showing me that. <laughs> You're forgiven without distinction, toe. You know, the reality is God is everything. Everyone and everything. And you've trapped him along with the rest of humanity in all these roles playing all these things he plays you know the coyote that shows up during the daytime and you immediately think what man has told you which he's a nocturnal animal so something's wrong you know no nothing's wrong nothing to worry about and he'll he'll go off you know he may follow you for a little bit but then he'll go off because you're exuding a feeling of well-being Okay, if you exude fear, now he's going to turn into the ugly coyote and come get you. You know, that's what this is all about. And it's true with everything. These are things that people told us and we spend stories about. And, you know, one of the more insidious things that happened in my generation was, you know, my mother, for example, was always taking us to the doctor and my dad would bitch, you know, damn it, Carol, you don't go to the doctor for every sneeze and cough, you know, you never know, Frank, you never know, you know, and so off she would run to the doctor, 
taken us with her. But by the end of her life, she would argue with them constantly, constantly. And she'd go look for another one who would confirm what she believed, which they never did. Okay. <laughs> and she was a health food nut before there were health food nuts. You know, and she cultured her own yogurt and, you know, made carrot juice and, you know, it was wonderful stuff. Don't, don't get me wrong, but a lot of it wasn't, you know, and it's just understanding. I'm living life. No, I don't think so. You know, I forgive the fungus for showing me it could be on my toes forever. You know, no, I don't believe that. Now, I personally, you know, like tea tree oil, and I will take it because it's a, it's it's good for everything. And you know, I take it and say, I know you're in it. I know that the tea tree oil is not really doing it. I know you're doing it, Papa. But thank you for taking care of this. You do that with anything you feel good about. You know, you can use tea tree oil if you wish. But, you know, for me, that was something I felt strongly about. That, um, and so when you flip your thinking, you still, it's you, you know. You just start admitting that it's God in it doing it. Because God is in everything. You know, I know it's not the oil. I know it's God in the oil doing it. You know, I know it's not, you know, anything but me believing this. And I know God's going to take care of it. And you leave it in God's hands and he takes care of it. He does as you command. He wants you to have everything you give attention to. You know, so if you think it and you put the stronger feeling behind it, then it happens quickly. You know, and that's what that forgiving with the strong feeling, with passion, what the Bible calls compassion. And you just, you know, if you're really sick and tired of it, you know, you can you can work up that passion for it. You know, have, I'm sick of this, you know, anger, frustration, whatever. It's a strong feeling. Emotions are rocket launchers and they're good. They're very good. So, you know, it's those kind of things. No, I don't know. I know I used to think I always had a nail fungus, and I just don't believe that anymore. You know, I know my body inside and out is perfect. I'm perfectly fine. You know, and go think about the aspects of God. You can forgive and then go think about the aspects of God. Because he was just showing you what you believed. And he got trapped in it. So, you know, now he's trapped as the, the ringworm. And the, and the fungus. And the varicose veins. And trust me, they go. You know, you just have to claim it in your own way. So, you know, for me, that would be... Oh, I forgive you, little toe, for showing me you have fungus. I know that's gold. You can't fool me. I forgive you for showing me that. Thank you for taking this away. I know it'll be gone in the morning. And God is great.
God is good. If it's still there in the morning, you forgive again. Never God would tell you, revise, revise, revise. That hurts my hand. <laughs> okay. But if that resonates and works for you, do it. You know, I'd much rather, ah, I forgive you. I know it'll be gone in the morning and not think about it again. You know, and sure enough, it'll be gone. So, you know, the the Bible gives you many ways to do this, but the state of consciousness of Jesus emphasizes forgiveness and how this wipes the slate clean and now you rebuild. You're the carpenter. Now you rebuild it. So this uh, means that once you come to these laws of mind and you understand it is your mind, you need to start forgiving. And you can revise. It will work. That's the law of perpetual transmutation. You know, but to just have it all the time and not have to think about it that you know that your body's perfect inside and out you know it's the perfect weight it's the perfect size you can wear all the clothes in your closet you love it you know you just love your body and you just, I'm perfect I'm perfect I'm perfect you know I'm a perfect size eight hundred and twenty five pounds I love wearing all the clothes in my closet and I love eating whatever the heck I want and never gaining a pound it's just so sweet I love it you know life is good I love being me I love life God is life God is the greatest he presents the most beautiful wonderful world to me and he gets it all from my mind I love my mind my mind is beautiful my mind is filled with prosperity and beauty aren't I a beauty look at my beautiful legs these are great great you know you can say things like these are Betty Gable you know great Gable legs they're worth a million dollars she uh, was an actress back in the 40s and she was the pinup girl for World War II vet, uh, soldiers, and they literally insured her legs for a thousand dollars. I mean, four million dollars, and they would do that with some of them, you know, Hollywood studio system. But you know, you could say something like that. You know, my my legs are worth a million dollars, just like Betty Grable's. You know, ooh, you know, and look at pictures of sexy legs and say, man, those are beautiful just like mine you know I love that I love that look that's beautiful they're just like mine you know and look at fit and trim bodies and spend you know a couple of minutes pretending to exercise yeah I look like her she looks good you know this is playing like a little kid and giving a mental equivalent and then God knows what to do with it and then you drop it letting him have it and he runs with it so, you know, understand he's guiding you. He's doing everything and bringing you to see what your response is. So he knows how to respond. Okay, so it's all in the response. There's nothing wrong. And you say it confidently. And you don't worry after a couple of days that it's not there. Okay, until complete. Until it's done. It'll be done when it's done. Okay? You'll see it when you see it. That's just how it is. And that all comes back to dropping it. 
you know if you don't drop it then you're not gonna see it you you've got it up there in the cloud in your head okay and you have to let go of it so it can become reality all right but it, that's what I mean by the forgiveness is much easier because that's you know you're forgiving you're revising you're dropping all in one and not you don't think about it anymore get out of the way and let them do it so it's you know figuring out as long as you keep looking for it like in the morning you go in there and you look you look for it by looking at your toe you know um, no no I didn't do that no 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 I didn't do that I thought you know everything's great all is well I love God you know and I didn't see that I know I saw a perfect toe you know that's what I saw and I forgive that toe for showing me it's not perfect <laughs> your body is the garment that God made for you in the Bible is he makes garments for Adam and Eve before he sends them out he made this body for you out of himself it's perfect God is perfect you know so it's getting back to that um, balance and you know balance on the scale and getting back to getting that the, God's doing this the, God's doing this this is all God okay this is all God doing this Praise God. God is great. God is good. I love my toes. They're perfect. He knows what you mean. He, he knows you don't want that, okay, in your heart, but that you can't help it. You're being a little devil, you know, so the only way for him to teach you is to have your thoughts and beliefs wrap around him. He presents them. If you keep thinking about him, he's going to just keep presenting more and more and more and until you change how you think. Now you, you change your thinking and now it, it starts, you know, coming back to you. Now it's this. Now, now it's perfect legs. Now it's perfect body. Now, you know, you never get sick. And, you know, you'll stop and think, wow, I haven't seen a doctor in three years. You know, I... I I've done that myself very few times before I found these gloves, you know, that I went to the doctor. The last time I went to the doctor, they told me it had been 10 years and I'd have to fill out new paperwork. And that just hacked me like no, nothing. You, you just don't know. And so, you know, that was the beginning of the end of my last doctor visit. But it's understanding that, you know, and um, it that you know if when you really stop and think about it if you understand that God is perfect and God is all spirit and you came out of him therefore you're perfect and you're all spirit you're a mind inside his mind you're great but he's greater he's teaching you how to use your mind you have to forgive him so he can erase what the two of you put up there you know, and you can erase it. You're Jesus. You're not separate from your imagination. You can go within sats and shut down your conscious mind in your head and imagine 
hearing, touching, smelling, feeling, whatever, you know, and get it. But because you believe in it, it'll come back. You know, it's that stuck on it on the heart. So you keep revising it and revising it and revising it. And that's like that drip of water. It just keeps, you know, going at it. Whereas forgiveness is the other way. You're not going from the head to the heart. You're going from the heart to the head. So it's, you rip off this big old chunk. And now you're just dealing with the little band-aid stickies to get rid of. And, you know, like Jesus says, you keep doing it until, you know, it's done. And that, that's what I mean by, about everything, you know, you have happy expectation, your love life, you know, it's done, it's on the way, okay, it, it's, it's there, it will reveal itself to you, it'll be a big reveal, you know, it's going to be wonderful, and you just have to go live life, and know it's going to show up in some way, and not think about it anymore, and that's why, I um, went into the ultimate mental diet. Now, another patron had made uh, the comment that they just love seeing uh, the different teachers and stuff that, you know, have been saying these things and the different ways they say them and how they change over time. And that's me, okay? I'm fascinated with that stuff. I've been doing that all my life. You know, I fell in love with H.G. Wells' History of the World, and then I went and bought every edition, including the first edition, that he had ever come out and read them and saw the differences. And it was just quite fascinating to me to see how, you know, when the Piltdown Man was being touted, he was poo-pooing it. He just didn't really think it was real. But he was going to mention it because... You know, all the scientists were saying, here it is. But to him, it didn't look right. After the man who found put down mine, quote unquote, it came out that it was a fraud, you know, and that it was put together with the bone of a jackass, I think, and a bone of a monkey or something like that. It was, you know, and they were all wondering, how do we believe this? You know, because the, the man who discovered it, he really believed it. He believed it with all his heart. <laughs> he was righteous about it, you know. So he believed it. And there was nothing you could say that would sway him from it. And so others, you know, saw it like he did and reinforced it. And then when he passed, that, that passion, that belief was gone. And now they could see it more critically and note, well, wait a minute, that's just, that's a jackass, you know, jawbone. And so, you know, and H.G. Wells, you know, then noted, you know, 20 years later in his updated history of the world, how it, you know, was shown to be a fraud. You know, and the reason I loved H.G. Wells' history of the world is because he just said flat out, straight up, you know, I'm, I'm a Protestant. I, I'm a Christian. You know, it's going to come out my perceptions in this book. I'll do my best not to, but keep that in mind. You know, everything's a perception. And I was like, 
wow, I love this guy, you know, and read it. You know, and this patron also asked about other teachers and it's, you know, laws of mind. And I have to say, you know, there are laws of mind teachers and then there's just profound teachings from others. And Will and Ariel Durant, the history, of, uh, their history of civilization, and all of Barbara Tuckman's history books were very profound to me because they took the 360 view, which is what I love, and they paint the whole picture of what was going on as far as all the information they had up until the time that they were um, writing their histories. And Barbara Tuckman was just brilliant genius. You know, she she would not do it if she couldn't get all the diaries and the information and stuff. And if she could, then then she did it. And she has an outstanding book uh, besides Stillwell and the American Experience in China is her Pulitzer Prize winning book. You know, The Guns of August, which you know it. When I read that, I realized as I was reading it, it all came down to that one moment between the Kaiser and Moltke. And when Moltke threw his little hissy fit, you know, in the Kaiser caved, it was like, who's Kaiser around here, man? You know, that makes no sense. So what? Two weeks of pain and suffering to not have a world war? You know, I think maybe Moltke should have just, yeah, go ahead, quit. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know these laws then when I read them and then you know I go back and look and I can see how what a brilliant 360 view job was done and how the different perceptions were presented and why I loved them so much so um, as far as teachers you know you get different nuggets from different ones and Baron Eugene Furson, uh, the state of consciousness of wealth is a lot of, he talks about that a lot. And he was also very much into, um, you know, uh, authors like Shakespeare and William Blake, more so Blake. And so he resonated with me, but he wasn't telling me anything different in a way that really resonated with me, except that nugget of, you know, a state of consciousness of wealth. That I picked up on, you know, and so then with Neville, there are so many nuggets, feeling is the secret. So, you know, and all Neville Goddard's work is free on the pub, it's in the public domain, so you can find it. You know, and there's also a complete reader that you can purchase and it, you know, it supposedly has all of Neville's work in there. So you can check those things out. There's, you know, Dr. Murphy and Dr. Murphy is part of the Science of Being uh, church with Emmett Fox and Emmett Fox I think is one of the greatest spiritual teachers ever out of all of them. But they all have nuggets, you know, and Neville had a lot of good nuggets, you know. There is no fiction. Um, 
you know, explaining techniques and how you can get a technique to help you build faith. And he was doing sats and he explained how he did it, his thing, you know, but it's understanding, you know, comprehend what you're reading. He, he also told you it could be your hearing and your, you know, smelling and this other stuff. And then you go back to eat even further. Like I love Plato and I love Socrates and you know, you, this is where you get the, uh, you just think and do ex machina comes and takes care of it. You know, and people would laugh at that. You know, oh, just magic bean comes out of the sky and takes care of it all. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't come out of the sky. He comes in the shape and form of people, places, and things, you know, but it's still the same thing. And Plato wrote about the allegory of the cave, which, you know, is one of my uh, favorite things of classical literature. And there's a lot of classical literature, like um, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. I, I really enjoyed that. It was really good. Okay, and it's, it's, you know, recognizing that they were teachers too in their time. Marcus Aurelius knew what was going on. And then you don't hear about him being Marcus Aurelius the Great like you do Alexander the Great because Alexander the Great was using it objectively. And it's the objective people who think he was great when he, he drank himself, you know, into a stupor, you know, and was killed. A case of the murders. <laughs> Instead of thinking it could always be good, you know, peaceful, calm, it'll be what you want it to be. You know, he he's like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him all. You can all fall for me. You know. And objective man will tell you that uh, civilization as it becomes prosperous and abundant and rich, beautiful and fulfilled, loses that fighting edge. You know, and they become weak. That's objective man talking, you know, it is, because they're not weak, they're not weak at all. If you slap the tiger around, he will come out roaring, okay, and this is what the Japanese learned, and they knew it, they knew it when they did it, you know, Tokugawa was saying, uh, I fear we just woke up the sleeping tiger. <laughs> and they had. And we knew we were going to beat their asses. We knew it. You know. But we had to help our brothers first. Because they were in more dire situations. While well, we get our, our offense kicked off into production mode. We will have a strong defense, you know, and send the ships that are left out there to protect and build up the army, build up the weapons. We'll have the newest, the best, because we just thought of them, okay? You put us in imagination mode now. Here we go. Your greatest monster.
<laughs> and this is uh, how that works. You know, so you can go back and the classics, Socrates and Plato, and you can read a lot of the classics like Beowulf, you know, and uh, Odysseus, Ulysses, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey, and recognize that, you know, these, these are stories telling you about thoughts and beliefs that you allowed to become monsters and you changed them and nothing was going to stop you from getting home. You're going to get home. And the good woman at home is holding down the fort and she's got good thoughts going your way. No, I don't care if it's been fucking 20 years. My husband's with me now. Okay? He's with me now. I don't care. I don't care. You know? And there he showed up, kicked everybody's ass, <laughs> took his woman back. So I hope this helps. Um, we'll do another on uh, the great teachers so that, you know, I can pull up a list of things that really jumped out at me when I was reading them. And I'll get that together. I'll, I'll have to go through my highlighted them. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll contemplate on that. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.